0: Love, Hope, Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Episode 3 of 4th and Inches with Jana and the Sherpa. As you might guess, I'm not Jana, I'm the Sherpa, and my co-host Jana is with us tonight. Welcome, Jana. Hi. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Finally excited so is- that all started.
0: <laughs> yeah, we finally have some real games to talk about, if you can call exhibition uh, season... A real game, but so your, Listen, your it was favorite real team... real
1: enough to me. <laughs>
0: yes, I was just about to say for those of you who haven't heard yet, Janice's favorite team is the Cowboys, and of course they were involved in the game the other night, so, so what did you think? If, uh,
1: if by involved you mean dominating, then yes, we were involved in the game the other night. Um, I was, you know, fairly happy with the showing. I would have liked to see a little more running from our first team, but uh, I also am pretty bummed that one of our, I guess our number three tight end, John Phillips, tore up his knee and is done for the year. But hopefully he comes back stronger next season and will be more of a threat.
0: Yeah. Did you think he was going to challenge Martellus Bennett for playing time this year or no?
1: Absolutely. If he, Well, if he kept playing the way that he had been in camp and in the exhibition game, obviously, before he got hurt, I think he definitely could have... Taken over martellus bennett by say mid-season or so
0: all right well well i guess cowboy fans have that to look forward to next year and yeah. i guess we'll see him uh standing on the sidelines this year so <laughs> although jerry jones will probably be closer to uh to the to Wade phillips than he will be but uh, be that as it may so so we got a pretty full show tonight what are what are we all mm-hmm. going to be talking about tonight
1: Um, Tonight we're taking a look at the division previews for the NFC South and the AFC South, and we've got a couple of strategy topics, which I think will be very interesting. That'll be closer to the end of the show, and we're going to play a little true-false later on tonight, too, so we'll see how that goes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we'll try different things and see what works and what doesn't. Uh, If you have any questions for us, uh, feel free to chime in. How can people contact us, Janet?
1: Well, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. You can talk to us on Twitter at the number four th, the letter n inches show. or you can email us at the same name, the number four th, the letter n inches show at gmail.com. or you can call in and talk to us during the hour that we're on at three four seven six seven seven one six zero eight. That's three four seven. Six seven seven one six zero eight, and um, we're on from nine thirty to ten thirty tonight, and that's our new regular time. So that's where you'll be able to find us each week.
0: Great, and for people that miss the show, they can that aren't able to hear it live, they can download it or tell other people about it so they can download it.
1: Yep, we have all the episodes archived at our blog talk radio uh website which is just blogtalkradiocom slash same name as everything else the number four th the letter n inches show and um you can also you can get that link on our twitter as well you can email me for it and we're also going to be available on itunes in another week or so so whatever way you can see free to download we're available
0: Right. One if by land, two if by C, three if by iTunes. So we're all <laughs> set to go then. So all right, so why don't we get right into it? We wanted to talk first about the NFC. Wait, wait, wait.
1: First we want to talk about our fantasy football league.
0: Oh yes, please. <laughs> How could I forget? We can't be
1: any self respecting fantasy football radio show without our own fantasy football league for our listeners to play us in, and see if our strategy actually works. Uh, So today I set up our Fantasy Football League for the 4th and Inches show. We're going to be playing on Yahoo. Um, It's going to be a pre-standard. We're just doing a live draft. It's going to be 12 teams. Um, And if you're interested in playing with us, you can email, Twitter, whatever. You can get a hold of me on on my own Twitter account as well. Whatever is easier for you. And I'll get you the information, get you signed up, and we've got a tentative draft time set up for the 30th, but if everybody in the league needs a different time, we're more than willing to change it. So please let us know. We want to play you guys and see if I can crush you all. <laughs>
0: and by the 30th, you mean the 30th of this month, not like the 30th of November, right? Yeah, August 30th. Okay, okay good. All right, so so now are we ready to get into the uh, division preview?
1: I guess so.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Put on your track shoes because we're going to go pretty quickly through the, the teams. As we did last week, we're going to skip over the kickers, and we also made a choice last week in the interest of time that we were going to skip, skip and skip over the defenses as well. If you're interested, another thing Jana and I have been doing is we're starting to put some posts on the fantasyfootballsherpa.com blog where we talk about some of the topics that we're not able to get to during the show. So uh, maybe we'll get to defenses and kickers there if anybody's interested. So if you have any topics you're interested in, let us know. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I said I'm interested in kickers and defense. <laughs> I
0: know you are. So, I, so I'm so i sure that will be a rather lengthy blog post when it goes out then. So.
1: <laughs> Probably. All right,
0: so. So let's let's dive right into it. The first team, and we're taking them alphabetically, is in the NFC South or the Atlanta Falcons. So let's just mm-hmm. dive right in with the quarterbacks. And Matt Ryan, Chris Redman, I think Matt Ryan's the only one worth talking about there. Where do you see uh, him
1: yeah.
0: stacking up this year after his uh, disappointing I, I season like, last year?
1: I like Matt Ryan as a fantasy quarterback choice a lot. I think he's going to have a a semi-breakout year. I don't know if you can really call it a breakout year after he's already been a decent starter, but I think he's going to have good numbers. I mean, he's got a solid team around him. He's got Tony Gonzalez is back. He's got Roddy White. And Michael Turner is obviously a force at running back. Like, he's got a good offense.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I was actually a little bit ahead of myself last year, and I think I had him ranked as my number one fantasy quarterback overall, which turned me a lot of scorn from people, but uh, that turned out to be a little bit premature. But uh, I I still think that if if he is able to stay healthy this year, he can I, I won't be quite as optimistic this year. I'll say he can be a top ten quarterback this year, but uh who knows if he keeps getting playing well one year and getting hurt the next year maybe he can put himself in a position where he wins comeback of the year player award every other year then, but we'll see. I mean,
1: so, that wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I
0: don't think too many players would sign up for that because they'd rather be like the M V P every year or in the race for that. But uh anyway I'm sure at this point Matt Ryan will, will uh gladly take, you know, getting deep into the playoffs since this is gonna be his third season then. But so let's let's move on then. Uh, running back wise, they've got Michael Turner They've got Jarius Norwood, who's a little bit iffy because he's still dealing with that hip injury he had last season. And then you've got Mm -hmm. Jason Snelling, who might not have breakaway speed, but he filled in pretty well for Turner when Turner was out last year with uh, the ankle injury. How do you size up the Atlanta running backs? And um, Obviously Turner's worth drafting, but uh, where do you rank him overall in running backs?
1: I think Turner's probably the only one of the three worth drafting, at least initially, unless he gets hurt. I don't think either the other two are going to get enough touches to make it worth your while over some other team's starting running back. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, sure. Now, assuming that Turner is healthy, where would you rank him in terms of the running backs this year? Do you think he's a top five back, a top ten back? Where would you put him if you were ranking running backs?
1: Um, I, I, He's definitely in the top ten. Uh, I don't know if he cracks the top five. If he does, it's at number five. But... Mm-hmm. I, it, it's hard to say. He's coming off an injury, you know? It's kind of, right. You you yeah. can't really be sure.
0: Yeah, he's definitely one of the biggest X factors, I think, for the fantasy season. If he plays like he did two years ago, he could be the number two, number three back overall. And if he gets hurt, then you know, he's probably you know, lucky to make the top 15 or 20. So we'll just have to hope that he's able to stay healthy then. So moving on to the falcons wide receivers then they've got a pretty interesting situation there and interesting probably not if you're a falcons fan there you're probably upset because aside from roddy white who's had a couple really you know stellar seasons in a row you've got michael jenkins who's out with a shoulder injury for four to six weeks then you've got harry douglas who missed all of last year with a knee injury and is questionable for the start of this year You've got a rookie, Kerry Meyer, and you've also got Brian Fenneran who I think is about fifty years old by now, but
1: uh so <laughs> what do you
0: what do you think of that whole situation? Who's who's worth taking there besides Roddy White, if anyone?
1: Uh, I don't know if anybody is. I love Roddy White though. I mean, even though he's clearly gonna see a lot more coverage than any other, other uh excuse me, of the other wide receivers, I still think he's definitely worth a high draft pick. I mean he obviously was getting double teamed a fair amount last year and look at the numbers he put up. He was a huge fantasy asset. So I don't no, think you can really go wrong drafting him.
0: No, no, here's here's one here's a question for you. Where would you put him say relative to somebody like Larry Fitzgerald who has all the talent in the world but has an iffier situation to deal with it at quarterback? If you have a pick in Larry Fitzgerald and Roddy White are both still there, say it's early in the second round, which one of those two are you going for?
1: Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, I just, I feel like Larry Fitzgerald's going to make any situation good for him. He's got amazing extension, he's got great hands, he, he can jump a mile high, like he can make a lot of things happen on his own.
0: Okay, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Larry Fitzgerald later as you'll see. So, so we don't think there's any fantasy value, at least not at the beginning of the season, to the other to the other wide receivers then, correct?
1: No, but I don't think... I mean, if you want to look at their tight end, though, I think Tony Gonzalez is a, a fair choice, a tight end for most people's teams.
0: No, definitely. I, I mean, I know,
1: I know he's not at, at his peak, but he gets a job done day in and day out.
0: Well, yeah, he seems like he's always good for... Uh, even now with Atlanta, where he's supposedly less involved than he was with Kansas City, it seems like you can
1: mm-hmm.
0: pretty much pencil him in or pen him in if you're cocky for 70 uh-huh. to 80 catches and 800 to 900 yards and uh, maybe six to eight touchdowns. But uh, he,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he's still. I, I'm not sure. Do you rank him say in your top six? Everybody talks about the top six tight ends for. For this year, that they're you know all pretty much the same. Would you put him in that top six category, or you think he might be right outside that?
1: I think he's probably right outside it.
0: Okay, I I still. I, I still don't think, think, I think I have a
1: problem making him seven or eight, but I don't know if he's you know four or five.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. I I just think that maybe if those wide receivers aren't healthy I and mean, Ryan seemed to use him as his security blanket last year and I'm just thinking if the wide receivers are banged up or if they don't have Ryan's full confidence at the beginning of the season that uh, he might use, he might rely on them a lot too but uh, we'll see we'll see so moving I guess on up the coast a little bit and down in the alphabet we're looking at the Carolina Panthers now who finally waved goodbye to Jake DeLome after this season and after last season I should say and now they're looking at Matt Moore as their starting quarterback with Jimmy Clausen lurking in the shadows, and they've also got Tony Pike and Hunter Cantwell off somewhere stage left, I guess. So Mm -hmm. who do you think is going to start the season, and I guess more importantly, who do you think is going to have more fantasy value over the course of the season between Moore and Clausen?
1: I don't think either of them have enough fantasy value to put on your team. I don't think it's worthwhile to draft either of them. Maybe... Mid-season, if one of them still available on your waiver wire and he's going to be the starter, maybe then. But I think it's such a crapshoot right now. I don't think either Claussen or Moore are ready to be starters, and I don't think this team's going to be that outstanding, that they're going to run up the score or give you enough incentive to take the risk. I just right. ugh, I don't like it.
0: Yeah, Moore, Moore was a little bit surprising. At the end of the year, he put up some decent numbers, but – yeah, Again, who knows, because they're obviously going to be a run-first team, as we'll get to in a second. But yeah, they brought in a few new wide receivers this year, too, which we'll talk about in a minute, most prominently Brandon LaFell. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I, I actually think that Moore has a chance to be certainly not a top 10 or top 12 quarterback, but if you're looking for a backup or a bi-week replacement or if you're looking for a starter in a deep um two-quarterback league with you know, more than 12 teams, I, I think he might actually be serviceable. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, agree with you. That our
1: our fantasy football league is a two-quarterback, 12-team league. So maybe somebody takes a flyer on him, but it's not going to be me.
0: <laughs> I would probably take someone like him before I would say Matt Sanchez, assuming that he looks like he's going to be the starter, that Moore looks like he's going to be the starter. And you know, then I would just you – know, I guess I'd watch take, the waiver I wire. Take,
1: uh, I would definitely take Mark Sanchez over Matt Moore, no doubt.
0: Okay. So there you <laughs> have it folks. When you sign up for our fourth and inches fantasy football league, if Mark Sanchez and Matt Moore are still both there at the end, you know, and, and Jana and I both need a quarterback, you know that um, who's gonna be taking Matt Moore and who's gonna be taking Mark Sanchez. So <laughs> let's move on to the running backs then. Obviously they've got one of the best running back tandems in football. Both the guys, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, rushed for over 1,000 yards last year. They've also got Mike Goodson there, who's dealing with an ankle injury. But Stewart, I guess, is the big question mark because he's starting off at least camp on the the pup list dealing with his Achilles. So what do you see there? Is it going to be a pretty even split again, or do you think um, D'Angelo Williams is going to take over the lion's share there? How do you see that playing out?
1: Well, I think as it stands right now, obviously D'Angelo Williams has to be the number one of the two. I mean, because Stewart can't play. (laughs) If if he comes off that list, and I anticipate he probably will before the start of the season, I I don't think they risk losing him for six games by leaving him on. Um, I still would rather take D'Angelo Williams over Jonathan Stewart just because I don't know how that injury is going to affect him. I just, I I don't like taking running backs out of tandems like this without a clear number one. But they both put up over a thousand yards. If you're going to take a running back from a tandem, it should be one of these two.
0: Definitely, and yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see too with Stewart because I I've seen a lot of people taking D'Angelo Williams in the middle to the late part of the first round, you know, even with Stewart still kind of looming over there, but uh, obviously, yes, you're right. If if Stewart is healthy enough to play, then he he does limit uh, D'Angelo Williams upside there too. But uh, yeah, you just have to think if Stewart's able to stay healthy, that he's going to be the number one back at some point soon in his career, and probably after his contract runs out, which I think might be this year. Maybe he'll be off to greener pastures next year, but uh, we'll see then. So, Moving on to the wide receiver core there, they've got sort of an interesting crew there. They've got Steve Smith, the one that did not make the Pro Bowl last year, as I might point out, as a Giants fan. They
1: mm-hmm. also have
0: Brandon LaFell, the rookie who's highly touted out of LSU. And they've got he's Dwayne Jarrett. A
1: rookie. <laughs> Pardon? I said he's also a rookie. I mean, you That's have true. to take that into consideration.
0: But when they're talking about him is starting over Dwayne Jarrett who's I think in his third year now but has never I think he's caught a total of thirty five passes or something like that in his two season, that doesn't really inspire a lot of hope in their receiving core. Is this a situation I, like Atlanta where it's Roddy White and the Seven Dwarves? Is this Steve White and the seven Steve Smith and the Seven know, Dwarves or
1: I I guess for me it is. Uh, because of the uncertainty, for in my eyes, at the quarterback position, I'm reluctant to take any of the wide receivers. If I had to take one, obviously it would be Steve Smith, but he's on the decline. He's not the Steve Smith that he was. He's still going to give you some solid production, but he's not going to have those huge headline numbers that he used to a few years ago. So I just – I, I kind of don't want to take anybody from the Panthers until I see how this whole – mess at quarterback shakes out I don't have a lot of confidence in them right now (laughs) sure and
0: and then assuming that it doesn't shake out or that you think there's a good chance Clausen might still take over at some point are you thinking then that you would even let Smith go by and draft someone on a team where you're more confident in their quarterback then
1: it's possible Uh, I think a lot of it depends on who I already have taken in the draft and who's on the board I, it's kind of going to be different for each league and each team, I would think. It it comes down to your own personal value of who's left in Steve Smith.
0: All right, so let's move on to the tight ends there. They've got uh, Gary Barnridge, Dante Rosario, and Jeff King. Do we need to talk about any of them?
1: They also don't instill a lot of confidence in me. Okay,
0: let's move <laughs> on then. I'm not
1: having a good quarterback.
0: All right. I, I apologize if uh, Gary Barnridge's mother or Dante Rosaria's mother or Jeff King's mother is listening to the show, but uh, yeah, they might be nice guys, but uh, for fantasy purposes, we're going to skip them. So, on to the Bayou, the Super Bowl defending champion New Orleans Saints, and whoever thought we'd be saying that. <laughs> so... Obviously, Drew Brees, everybody would put him as one of their top three quarterbacks, along with Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers, I think. They're the consensus three going into this season. Where would you rank him among those three, and how do you think his stats are going to compare to last year? Do you think he's going to be pushing 5,000 passing yards again, or what should we expect from him this year?
1: Uh, I think that he, he might be able to get close. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. I mean, everybody knew he, they were going to throw the ball all year last year and nobody could stop them still. So I don't know how totally different this year is going to be. And he mixes up his wide receivers quite a bit. So everybody gets some touches, everybody gets some looks, and it's hard for opposing defenses to cover any one guy more than another because he'll throw to anybody. I, just, I yeah. think he's – He could be a number two for me, a number two quarterback, like out of the top three.
0: Out of the top three, and you would put Rodgers first, I'm assuming, and then Manning?
1: Yeah. I mean, any three of them could be one, two, three. I don't think there's a lot of of space in between them. But just me personally, I'd go Rodgers, Breeze, Manning.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes sense, and they all have decent running games, although not great running games there to support them. I might actually argue that uh, Green Bay has the strongest running game out of the three, but I will we'll talk about that next week when we get into the North divisions. Then, so speaking of running backs, yeah, they obviously suffered a loss today. Linnell Hampton, excuse me, Hamilton, who was supposed to take some of the pressure off of Pierre Thomas and Reggie Bush tore his Achilles and is out for the season. So that leaves only the rookie P.J. Hill out of Wisconsin, who I think got into some trouble already after the season last year. Uh, he's there behind Pierre Thomas and Reggie Bush. Maybe they go out and try to sign a Brian Westbrook or somebody. But assuming that it's the cast of characters stays the way it is now, where do you how do you see things breaking out between Pierre Thomas and Reggie Bush? Does Reggie Bush get more of the touches now that Linnell Hamilton's out, or do you think they give it to Hill, or do you think they bring somebody else in, or just throw it all on Thomas, or how's this going to shake out? I
1: think if you're trying to take a running back from New Orleans, you have to take Pierre Thomas. I know everybody knows Reggie Bush's name from his USC days, but he hasn't shown us a lot. I mean, he's, you know, not a superstar like he was in college. And I think if you're going for fantasy value, you've got to take Pierre Thomas over him. I think he's going to get more of the carries.
0: Plus Reggie Bush is going to be way less this year too because he won't be toting around his Heisman Trophy anymore because he'll probably have to give that back to the NCAA too. But So back to Pierre Thomas for a second. Where do you think he ranks as far as running backs go? Is he in your top 10, top 15? Where, where would you put him?
1: Uh, honestly, I'm not looking to draft Pierre Thomas. It's just my personal feeling. I think they're too much of a pass team and that having Reggie Bush in the wings, obviously New Orleans is going to try to make him work. The fans love him. So I just, he's not in my top 10. He may be in some people's. I, I guess he's in my top 15, but on the low end
0: of it. I tend to agree with you there. I don't don't think he would be in. Yeah. He, if he's, if, even if they're a little more balanced he's probably not than they were last year, he's probably not going to get much more than 1,000 yards rushing, I would think. And then, of course, his value is going to be heavily dependent on how many touchdowns he scores. and
1: You say 1,000 bring... yards like it's a bad
0: thing. <laughs> Sorry, like it's what? <laughs> 1,000
1: yards is good. You say 1,000 yards like it's a bad thing. <laughs>
0: no, not at all. That would be a great thing, and that's why I'm saying I wouldn't push yeah. him down the list too far. And I'm saying you know, he might get... More opportunities to score touchdowns, say, than than Chris Thomas. Chris Thomas, I keep calling him that, Chris Johnson. But you know, we'll, we'll see, and we can talk more about Chris Johnson when we get to the AFC South. Then, so that's looking at the running backs. How about the wide receivers? Then, if Marcus Colston stays like, healthy, like
1: I like I talked about, Drew Brees spreads the ball around so much that it's kind of hard to take a Saints wide receiver. Uh, I think if you really really want to take one it should be either marcus colson or devry henderson those are the only two that i would even consider taking out of the bunch and even then i'm a little reluctant to when there are so many teams that have more clear cut ones and twos but i mean it's not like they're going to be bad fantasy players they're going to give you some solid numbers but you can't count on them giving you the same kind as another team's number one or number two receiver
0: true colston seems like he has that potential but you're you're exactly right breeze spreads the ball around so much and he has a decent tight end to throw to as well this Mm -hmm. year yeah meacham i guess is is on the pup right now with a toe injury but he's still got henderson and moore is supposedly back and healthy last year i mean they did all that damage last year and moore who had a really good season two years ago did next to nothing and debry henderson who was always criticized as being inconsistent, really did quite well last year. His yards per catch average was really phenomenal, and I know that was helped by a couple of 60- and 70-yard touchdown catches, but still he was very impressive last year. But I think I'd probably put Colston towards the bottom of my top ten, but it sounds like you might not even put him up that high. I don't think so. All right. We'll see guy again guy. how that shakes out in the Fourth and Inches league. So, where would you guys rank him? If you want, of course, just tweet us on Twitter or phone us on the phone or email us on the Fourth and Inches show at gmail.com address. So we want to hear from you. So tight ends, Jeremy Shockey. His knee's still a little bit iffy, but he's got David Thomas and Jimmy Graham behind him. Jeremy Shockey, you think he's still worth drafting as a fantasy tight end, or you let somebody else? Take him.
1: Uh, I like him as a fantasy tight end. Um he's uh clearly he's insane, but he's a good football player. Can't fault him is for he,
0: that. Is he a top twelve <laughs> tight end, should he be if we're assuming that we're going with one tight end starter, should he be a starter in the fourth and inches league or no?
1: I think he could be. I think he's on the low end of the top twelve, but I wouldn't have a problem with somebody taking him in the top twelve.
0: All right, so I think that wraps it up for the Saints. We're going to try to keep things going. I think the next team probably won't take quite as long to discuss. And unfortunately for their fans, of course, we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who actually Sorry. won a Super Bowl eight years ago and haven't really won much since then. So starting out at quarterback, Josh Freeman, Josh Johnson, it looks like Freeman's the clear starter this year. Uh, what do you think of him? Do you? Think I, like, you I
1: like him a lot. I really like Josh Freeman, and I might be one of the only people who does, but I do really like him. I actually I just, listed... Go, go ahead. ahead. Where'd you list him?
0: <laughs> I was going to say I actually listed him as a sleeper yesterday in the in a list that I was asked to compile of sleepers. So I, I'm actually one of those few people, I guess, that would agree with you about Freeman. But Really? What do you call see? him a sleeper? yeah so even that's yeah. Where i'm
1: different i I would not consider him a sleeper,
0: do you think he's more than that?
1: yeah <laughs> well, I, I, don't I think liked many what people... I liked what I saw last year i mean i i watched I watched the games each weekend, and I was impressed. I liked his style. Yeah.
0: I was too, but I'm just thinking when I say he's a sleeper, I think he's somebody that wouldn't be on most people's radar screens going into this season. If you were to list the top 12 quarterbacks, I don't think he would. He certainly wouldn't make my list, and I'm guessing he wouldn't make yours either.
1: I don't know. He might be number 12
0: where would you put him compared to, say, somebody like um, Eli Manning or uh, Jay Cutler or Kyle Orton? Where would you rank him among that group? I would
1: take him way before Jay Cutler and Kyle Orton, no doubt in my mind. And I, if it came down to he or Eli Manning, being that I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm probably going to take Josh Freeman. <laughs>
0: hmm. I would probably put Freeman second in that group myself. I actually think Cutler in spite of all the interceptions, is a better fantasy value at this point than Freeman. We'll talk but, uh, about Cutler later.
1: We'll talk about Cutler well, we'll later. We'll talk about him.
0: We'll talk about right, him. I can't give away all the secrets for the future shows. Then. We're working can't, on uh, the South this week. That's <laughs> right. Okay, I'll, I'll stay in the South. So I think we both like Freeman. What do you see as his upside? Can he be a 4,000-yard passer? Is, I think last year he had, what, 1,810 games or something like no, that? I mean, I, don't, he, I
1: I don't think he's a 4,000-yard passer.
0: Is he he a three thousand yard (laughs) passer?
1: Maybe he gets. Maybe he just barely breaks three thousand. I don't think he's going to go leaps and bounds over it. I don't like his receiving core. So. All
0: right. I I guess I'm a little more optimistic about about his receiving core, which (laughs) we'll get into in a minute. But first, we'll go with the running backs. Cadillac Williams. Would you draft him with his ankle problems if he were your second, or even your third running back? Ever. So you won't he's draft Cadillac, too too and well. I, I assume that means you wouldn't touch Derek Ward or Ernest Graham either, then?
1: Uh, probably not. Um, Ernest Graham's never going to play. And Derek Ward, I, they like Cadillac too much. Even if he's got a bum ankle, they're still going to trot him out as much as they can.
0: And but they paid Ward all that money, and he was a 1,000-yard rusher with the Giants. I and mean, was it just the Giants' overwhelming system that made him a 1,000-yard rusher, or what happened to him? He seems to have I fallen think, off the think
1: he's, I think he's a good rusher, but he's behind Cadillac Williams. That's very, very clear. Cadillac is the guy there, and he's never going to be the guy on any of my teams because of his injury problems.
0: It does seem like Cadillac spends a lot of time in the shop with injuries, but even so, it doesn't seem like order. Graham are able to take advantage of the opportunities but now let's move on to the wide receiver core because it sounds like we disagree here a little bit so right now it looks like Mike Williams and Sammy Strotter who I'm really high on are at the top of the depth chart and then you've got Aure- Aurelius Ben who they drafted uh, with the first round pick out of Illinois and they've got Michael Clayton who's another one of those guys that seems like he's been around forever Reggie Brown who they picked up from the Eagles and Maurice Stovall who I'm not sure what he's still doing in the league, so you've got all those guys, and, and and you don't like any of them, it sounds like.
1: If I had to take one, I'd take Aurelius Ben as a sleeper pick, but I don't see him as a starter currently.
0: Because it seems like all the raves out of the camp so far are for Mike Williams, mm-hmm. who of course had his own problems at Syracuse and got himself kicked off the team there, but I'm actually really high on Sammy Strader. He's one of those sleeper guys that I think is going to be available in almost every draft towards the end, and if you're looking for a backup wide receiver who has the potential to be much more than that, I, I don't think he has game-breaking speed or anything, but he seems to have really good hands, and he, the, he seemed to do pretty well when the Bucks gave him a shot last year, and he also has the advantage over the rookies of having worked with Freeman for a season already, so I, I kind of like him, but we'll see. Um, any thoughts on Strutter, or I haven't convinced you?
1: You have not convinced me in any way. If it came down to taking one of them, I'd take Ben. <laughs> All right.
0: So there you see it. This Nothing is rehearsed on the show. Everything is just kind of free format, right. Lib, and that's the way we like it here. No, the, the, we encourage dissent here. So how about the tight end? <laughs> Kellen Winslow, Jeremy Stevens, John Gilmore. Kellen Winslow, are you high on him as I am or no?
1: I don't want any part of him.
0: Really, because I would say exactly. All right, let me ask you then. You just said that you like Josh Freeman a lot. Who's he going to throw to? You don't like the wide receivers. Have, you don't like the I tight end. No Who's he going to throw to?
1: I'm, all right. Maybe they'll get a whole new team before the season starts. I'd like that.
0: <laughs> so they're going to sign a bunch of practice squad guys and then get, you know. Maybe.
1: It might gonna, be better than what they're touting out there right now, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: And they'll sign Jamarcus Williams and and Jamarcus uh, Russell and and convert him to a tight end. And things
1: like that. That's not even nice to Tampa Bay fans.
0: (laughs) No, I I guess not. So all right, we'll we'll leave them alone. So all right, so let's let's uh, wrap it up with the NFC South then, and we're we're going a little bit slower than we had planned because I'm spouting all this hot air. So do we still have Somebody time for We're a...
1: talking about players in other divisions over here. Alright, we'll
0: we'll stop doing that. I, I'll stop comparing them to people who aren't in the division. <laughs> and with, by we first...
1: you mean you. <laughs>
0: of course. It's the royal we meaning me. So Alright, well we're all in this together. You're just as guilty as I am. So all right. All right. Do we have time for true false?
1: Alright, give me five.
0: Give you five. All right. True-false, number one, Chris Johnson will rush for over 1,500 yards. True or false?
1: Mm, True.
0: All right, I I agree with you. Number two, Anquan Bolden will have more receiving yards this year than Larry Fitzgerald. True or false? False. I agree with you, so we're in agreement two for two. Come on, we have to disagree (laughs) on something, otherwise it's no fun. I'm just kidding. All right, number three, Vince Vince Young (laughs) will have more passing yards than Jason Campbell. And Josh Freeman, what do you think of that? False. All right. Who do you think will have the most out of that batch? Mm,
1: I'd like to say Josh Freeman, but clearly he's nobody to throw to, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, that leaves process of elimination. That leaves Jason Campbell, who would have been my pick. But, uh, I don't
1: like but that, sounds that like pick, but yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. But we still agree that the answer is false, then?
1: Yes, the answer is very false.
0: Okay, the answer is very false. So uh, let me pick another one here. Andre Johnson will lead the NFL in receiving yards this year. True or false? True. I say false. I think it will be Calvin Johnson. All right. Uh, Do we have time for one last one? Shoot. Okay. Steve Smith, the Giants' version, will have more receiving yards this year than Steve Smith, the Panthers' version. Agree or disagree?
1: Disagree. False. False.
0: So you, you think Steve Smith, the Panther, will have more receiving yards than Steve Smith, the Giant?
1: Yep. Look at who else is a receiver on the Giants, and look at who else is a receiver on the Panthers.
0: All right. So we, we can agree to disagree there, because we could spend another half hour arguing about this if we wanted to, and then I might even bring in some players from other divisions and conferences, and then we'd be uh, way I'm over bad. time then. <laughs> God forbid we do that, right? We we like to run a tight ship here, especially me. So clearly, I about, do. <laughs> right. So. Speaking of that, why don't we get back to the AFC South then? Well, not back to it. We're going to it for the first time. So I promise right. no digressions, all right? So Matt mm-hmm. Schaub, what do you think of him compared to Drew Brees? No, I'm kidding. Matt Schaub, what do you think of him as far as the fantasy quarterback goes for the Titans? Obviously he's good. Do you think he's going to be a top five quarterback again this year? You think I love
1: him. I think he's number free? five. Yeah, he's top five. Let's do it. I think right. he's an awesome quarterback for a fantasy football
0: team. I totally agree with you, so there's no reason to discuss any more, right? Right. About Matt up. right, so <laughs> let's move on then. We'll make up time here. Uh-oh, here's another potential uh, roadblock. So we've got the Houston running back situation. We've got Arian Foster, Steve Slayton, and Ben Tate. Which of those three, if any, do you think are fantasy-worthy, or do you ignore them all on draft day?
1: I'm probably ignoring them all on draft day.
0: Are you keeping a little flag next to them on your watch list, any of them, assuming that they weren't drafted? Suppose Ben Tate isn't drafted, are you watching him on the waiver wire, or you just don't want any part of that because you think it'll change from week to week?
1: I don't know. I think it would depend who my running backs are, and um, maybe where I am in the standings. Uh, I would have to be really desperate to take one of them.
0: All right. yeah, I I can agree with you. I I think that – I know Foster has looked the most impressive so far, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. If I had to guess, I would say by the middle of the season, Tate will be their starting running back, but we'll see. All right, on to the wide receivers. We've got Mr. Andre Johnson, who you believe is going to be the NFL's top receiver this year in terms of total yardage. We've got Kevin Walter, who missed a good part of last season – with an injury, we've got a guy that I know you'll want to say something about, Jacoby Jones, and then David Anderson. So,
1: what do
0: you what do you want to tell us about the the Texans' wide receivers?
1: I love Andre Johnson, and so does everybody else on the planet. So unless you have one of the first picks in your draft, he's not going to be around. Um, but clearly, he's going to have an outstanding year. He's got decent wide receivers around him. There's a good tight end. He's got an outstanding quarterback. I It's going to be a good team. I don't think there's any reason not to take most of these players. I I can make a case for some of their wide receivers, even their people who aren't starting, which clearly you heard me talk about on another show.
0: (laughs) Well, Um, I I didn't want to steal your thunder. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: I really like Jacoby Jones as a quasi-sleeper. I got a little flack for calling him a deep sleeper on the other show I was on last week, but um, I... I actually had him in a league last year, and I got some fantasy value out of him, and it's only going to increase this year. He's fighting for a starting job in camp. It looks like he may get it by the first couple of weeks. I I don't think you can go wrong with taking him in a later round.
0: I I would agree with you that he's a deep sleeper. Of course, course, we have to define what we mean by that, and I don't want to take the time to do that, so just suffice it to say we think he's a deep sleeper. But I... Yeah, he had what 300, 400 yards last year, filling in for Walter. Mm -hmm. And Walter, I think, still had six or seven hundred. But one thing that is a little bit of a concern with with both of those guys, not with Johnson, but with both of those receivers, is Owen Daniels. And right now, he's on the pup with a knee problem lingering from last year. But
1: he's going to start the season. I don't think there's any doubt about that.
0: But is he going to be as effective? Is Shop going to look his way as often? Is he going to cut into the wide receiver totals for Walter and Jones? What, what do you, How do you see that playing out?
1: Uh, I definitely think he's a, a fine pick at tight end. I think he's a solid tight end, for, even though he's got a lingering knee problem. Uh, he missed almost all of last season. Um, but I, Matt Schaub and he have good chemistry. That's been apparent before. And I I think he's a good option at tight end. The knee injury doesn't really bother me that much. I don't think he's going to take. I mean, obviously Andre Johnson's a superstar. Like he's not going to cut into his catches. But I, he's not going to be Jason Witten for the Cowboys. I mean, he's not going to get looked at every play. But I think he gets a fair amount of looks. I think he's a good option. And I don't. I still like Jacoby Jones as a sleeper. I'm not going to stop liking. <laughs>
0: I'm not asking you to. I agree with you. So as far as Daniels goes, given the injury and all, where would you rank him as far as tight ends? Do you think he's a top five or six guy, top 10 or 12 guy? Where would you put him or where would you ten. draft him? I think
1: Sorry, he's what a was top was 10 tight end. He's a top 10 tight end.
0: <laughs> with the chance to potentially be more than that if he stays healthy or no?
1: I don't know. It would depend on what you think your rankings of top five are if he's going to crack it.
0: Okay. Well, I won't go into those <laughs> rankings because I know there's some players on other.
1: We're just talking other, about whether or not he's a good if he, if he's a starter to draft a tight end, and yes, he is.
0: I agree with you there. So, all right, I won't I won't get us off track. So, <laughs> let's go to Indianapolis then, and they have uh, Curtis Pay. Oh no, Curtis Painter's not starting this year. It's uh, Peyton Manning starting again. So. <laughs> so you. And I agree that he's one of the top three guys. Uh, any reason mm-hmm. why um any any chance that maybe they rely a little bit more on the running game this year and that cuts into his passing yards or am I just uh he, looking he, for yeah. am I just grasping at straws here?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're grasping at straws. Why would they? Don't it's well, not broken.
0: Joseph Adai is so impressive and Donald Brown, they've got Mike Hart who nobody has ever drafted I'm guessing. I don't even know if he would draft himself in his own no fantasy there's no reason
1: league. to draft <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, maybe if you're a Michigan fan. but uh, so, I'm not. <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> so you wouldn't draft my card. Chances are I wouldn't either. But anyway, enough about my card already. So Peyton Manning, obviously a top guy. And running backs, Adai or Brown, any fantasy value in either of those guys? Could this be one of those situations where they both get 800 to 1,000 yards or is, yeah, are there maybe, just not maybe. enough yards to go around there?
1: I I think there's plenty of yards to go around. It's a very offensive German team, and they get the ball a lot on the offense. I mean, their defense is decent. And I don't – I mean, you could pick one of the two running backs to draft. I don't know if there's one that's, you know, leaps and bounds better than the other. I think they're going to get a fair amount of time, both of them. It's it's a It's a running back tandem. They're hard to figure out.
0: Yeah, I think last year a dive wound up with, I'm forgetting, I think it was about 800 yards, and Brown had maybe 250 or 300, so last year it wasn't much of an even split, even though you know, there was all the hype about Brown as a first-round pick coming. I think he was a first-round pick coming out of Connecticut. But uh, I think it's we'll going to be a
1: little more even than it was last year this season.
0: All right, so he might have some value, but it sounds like neither one of us would be taking him as a running back one or even a running back two in a
1: 12-team draft. I a lot that are out there.
0: Uh, agreed. So now the interesting part comes. You've got Reggie Wayne, at wide receiver, and we would probably agree that he's going to get his, and he'll get his 1,200 yards or whatever, and mm-hmm. everybody will love him still. But what do you make of the rest of their wide receiver core? They've got Pierre Garcon came on last year. Austin Colley was a rookie who did really well last year. And then you've got Anthony Gonzalez who was a rookie last year and was really highly touted coming out of Ohio State but missed most of the season with injuries. What do you make of those three guys or any of those three guys worth drafting? Uh, I, in love, a I love
1: Austin Colley. I would absolutely draft him. Uh, I don't think Pierre Garcon is a bad choice, but I'd take Colley over him and I like Gonzalez. I, I like all their wide receivers. I don't really see a problem with any of them. I think you have to understand that Peyton Manning's going to throw the ball. They have a decent run game. And Peyton Manning is going to look at Reggie Wayne first. And he's got Dallas Clark at tight end. So they're not going to be – none of those three are going to be superstars. But they're going to put in their work. They're going to get you yards. I don't think it's bad to have any of them on your team.
0: No, I mean, you figure, too, between Wayne and Clark, that's probably 2,000 yards of passing there, throw in maybe another 500 for the running backs or so, and that's, you know, assuming that Manning throws 4,000 yards, that's still another 1,500 yards or so that's up for grab, you know, with those three guys, so there's definitely some fantasy value there, it's just not clear to me which one of those three guys is is going to get the lion's share of that, but uh, your vote would off. be for Kali then, and my vote He'd would be, be for off. Gonzalez probably, but Gonzalez is probably not somebody you have to draft. I'm guessing unless he has a really impressive preseason, he might not even start you know, going into the season. He might be somebody that you can pick up off the waiver wire later in the season if he starts to do well, but we'll see. So mm-hmm. on to tight end then, uh, Dallas Clark, is, is he one of the top guys too i mean you know everyone yeah. seems to think he's one of the top two or three would you agree with that assessment
1: yeah yeah i could get behind that
0: okay so
1: <laughs> i don't I, think there's well, really much of an argument there.
0: <laughs> no well we could argue about how early you want to take a tight end in a draft but that's for another show i think agreed agreed All right, so since I'm running such a tight, efficient ship here, let's move right on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. David Garrard, a quarterback, where where does he stack up? Is he somebody worth drafting, or do you just think he doesn't throw for enough passing yards? What's your read on him?
1: Pass. I'm not drafting him. If somebody else wants to, go for it. Not my cup of
0: tea. (laughs) I actually think he's more valuable in leagues where you're giving fewer points for yardage and touchdown passes just because he runs for a fair amount of yards. I mean, maybe he's not Vince Young, but he... How
1: about this? If you draft him, I'll make it so that he's not worth anything in our league. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh,
0: I see. So you're you're saying that you're going to play with the the settings for the Fourth and Inches show, league After I have drafted David Garrard there, that that sounds like a little bit of a
1: conflict of interest. But if you swear to me you're gonna, maybe I will.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, again, this is a shameless plug for the for the Fourth and Inches. <laughs> uh, for the fourth and inches league, so you've heard all about it. You want to be part of it, you know. You do write in and match wits with Jenny Obviously, Jenna and the I'm purple.
1: pretty confident in my abilities, so why don't you come see if you can beat me?
0: <laughs> all right, and I'm equally confident in mine, and we can't both be we can't both be winning the league. So we'll see what happens No, because
1: here. I'm gonna do it. But anyway, <laughs> okay,
0: write that down. Well, we'll have to order a transcription of the show here and let the record show at 10:17 p.m. on Wednesday, August 11th that Jenna said that she was going to run away with the Fourth and Inches League. So, I didn't say I was running wanna, away with it.
1: I said I was going to win it. And I. Am. Well,
0: I'm, I'm just I'm trying to embellish a little for the sake of entertainment value. But <laughs> all right, so let's move on then. David Garrard, I like him as a QB two. You don't like him. Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah. I'm not sure Probably I want to draft everybody. this guy. What do you think?
1: Um, I personally don't... I'm not in love with running backs to begin with, and I'm not... I mean, Maurice Jones is a good running back, and it's clear they're going to do a lot of running, so he's not a bad pick. He's a good pick. He's just not my favorite guy in the world. I don't have any reason why. I just don't love him.
0: Where do you rank him as far as running backs? Do you rank him up there with Adrian Peterson and... Chris Johnson, like a lot of uh, pundits, seem to going into the season, or you think that's too high for him?
1: Uh, maybe. I don't know if he's top five, but he's definitely top ten.
0: See, I think he has a chance to be number one this year, but we'll see. I just look at that team, and I really don't see a lot of um, fantasy value there. I don't see... Gerard being no. <laughs> able to throw for four thousand yards. I'm not in love with his tight ends or wide receivers. It just seems to me they've got to get yardage there somewhere. And as long as as Jones Drew stays healthy, he seems to me like he's almost the right, default choice. Right, but clearly choice. because
1: they have such a weak offense, everybody knows that they're going to run. So don't you think they're going to the defense is going to try to look to stop that? Well, I mean, none of their wide receivers that, are a real threat.
0: Well, since Walker had a um, if I had pretty,
1: to pick one, I'd pick Mike Sims walker but I'm not going to draft him. <laughs>
0: really, I, I would definitely draft Sims walker as a third or fourth wide receiver, and I might even Maybe take him as the a fourth were,
1: wide receiver in the, the last few rounds, but I'm not taking him in a middle round.
0: Not I guess happening. my point is that they had pretty much the same cast of characters last year, and Jones-Drew still was very productive fantasy options, so I just don't see I'm what's just, going I'm not in r-
1: running backs aren't my thing. So I mean okay. I just I'd rather have a tight end and a wide receiver.
0: <laughs> all right. So and and don't forget of course Tequan Underwood. We have to give the Rutgers guy a a plug since we're both northeasters here. Northeasterners mm-hmm. I guess. So so yeah. anyway, any, anything do we want to talk about Marcy States Lewis or Zach Miller or Ernest Wilford at all? No? I didn't think so. Nope. Nope. Okay. So <laughs> moving on, we have one team left to cover because we have run such an efficient ship here and that team is none other than the Tennessee Titans or the Titanics if we want to compare them to a ship and they may be going down this year but what's your assessment of their team in terms of fantasy value? Who do you like and who are you staying away from?
1: Uh, well, obviously anybody with a brain likes Chris Johnson. I don't See why he wouldn't. I don't think he's going to have 2,000 yards, though. Um, What's realistic for him, do you think? Well, in true or false, I said he gets, what, 1,700,
0: 1,500? I think it was 1,500 was the over-under there in the true-false. So you think?
1: Somewhere between 15 and 17 I could see happening. But what I'm really interested in in the Titans is Vince Young. I think he's interesting in that the last four weeks of last season – He was really, really good. (laughs) I was surprised by the numbers that he put up, uh, especially after all the turmoil he had. But do four good weeks at the end of last season make him a better pick this year to you?
0: I think they do, but again, I wouldn't get too high on him just as I wouldn't get too high on Josh Freeman. They had a good half season, but to me they haven't proven that they can – do it over the the long haul yet, so if I had room on the bench for a speculative pick at the end, towards the end of my draft, I would definitely grab a guy like Vince Young or Josh Freeman, but I I just, I don't see... I doubt either of
1: them are there in the last rounds of your draft, I think they're both off the board by that point.
0: Freeman I could see still there if it's a two-team league, but Young, maybe not, somebody would probably take him, figuring that... I
1: think they're both gone.
0: We'll put it to the test in the fourth and inches league then. So um, I I guess I'm optimistic that he can keep the momentum going. But, again, for me, the ceiling for him is probably 3,000 to 3,200 yards passing. I just think as long as Johnson's able to stay healthy, that I I just don't see him being a a top echelon passer, even if he does improve his accuracy and and all that. I I just don't Mm -hmm. see where the yardage is going to come from among his receiver options. I, I like Kenny Britt a little bit, but I...
1: Kenny Britt's the only one I really like.
0: He's another Rutgers guy we might as well uh, add to, but Justin Gage, mm-hmm. Nate Washington, neither of those guys doing anything for you?
1: Um, not especially. I mean, Nate Washington, maybe, if I had to pick one of the two.
0: No, I'd probably go Gage between those two, but... Uh, We'll have to come back and agree gauge
1: on our. Thing, so. <laughs> okay. I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, all
0: right. So, running backs—they've got some other interesting guys there. They've got some interesting human, interest story kind of guys, in Garrett Blunt and Stephon Johnson, but uh, probably not worth much from a fantasy standpoint. Then. Um, no. So, how about their tight end situation? Are you a Bo Gay fan or no?
1: Nope, not really. Uh, he hasn't really given me any reason to be.
0: Yeah, he, he seems like one of those guys you can always pluck off the waiver wire and stick in for a bye week or if, if somebody gets hurt and you're down to to him and, and uh, the other Zach Miller, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. How about Jared Cook? Some people seem to be pretty optimistic about his prospects. Is he somebody you would look at or, or you just lump them all together and say, I, I want to stay away from that situation in Tennessee?
1: I, I mean, if I had to pick somebody off the team, it would probably be Kenny Britt. But I just – nobody really wows me out of that wide receiving core. All right.
0: I think we're in agreement there. So we have a couple minutes left.
1: hmm We've got six.
0: Six? All right. Do we have time to get into a strategy topic? Why don't we do uh, a, a quick strategy?
1: We can go one. Let's go one.
0: All right. Let's do a strategy topic then. So today's strategy topic – Suspended players, which is our favorite topic, are you willing to draft them? And if you are, does the reason for their suspension matter at all? So what's your take on that?
1: Uh, To me, the reason absolutely matters, and I'm very hesitant to draft them. I just feel like with so many teams and so many players, you don't have to, especially if you draft well. You don't need to have a Ben Roethlisberger on your team. Obviously somebody's going to take him, but I'm not willing to give up those four or maybe six weeks. I just I don't feel like the benefit's going to outweigh it, not in his case. And I if somebody's suspended for performance-enhancing drugs, there's no way I want to take him because obviously he's going to have a drop-off. And when you have somebody who's got a contract dispute like uh, Vincent Jackson, that makes me really nervous, and I don't want any part of that.
0: He has so both of them, doesn't I really he? I mean, try to he's,
1: stay away from them. What?
0: He he, has, he Doesn't he have both? I think he's suspended for the first four weeks of yeah, the season. Yeah, he's and suspended, then he's got and the, he
1: wants a new contract. So
0: yeah, even so. if he is,
1: his suspension is done, he may not come back. And that there's no way you want to touch him. But I just I'd rather stay I, far, far away from suspended players.
0: All right. I'm willing, I guess – I'm a little bit different but I'm pretty much in the same ballpark. The only way that I'll draft those guys is if they're suspended just for the first week or two of the season. Otherwise, I just don't want to take up that valuable roster space with a guy that might not be around then and uh, you might have rust on when he comes back and for me i hate to say it i'm going to sound insensitive but the reason doesn't really matter and um, i mean i might have personal reasons for thinking the guy is a scumbag but you know, that probably wouldn't stop me from drafting him in a league so there you go i, I have no morals what can i say when it comes to fantasy <laughs> football Winning's the only thing then so all right so i think a lot
1: of people are probably like that so i don't think that's a bad thing
0: I don't know. Did we have anybody uh, chiming in with any opinions tonight? Anybody wanting to be quiet
1: tonight. Um but people have talked to me during the week about how they seem to have a lot to say about the NFC North. So I think next week we're gonna have a lot of input. <laughs> and I think deservedly so.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Do we have time to sneak in one other strategy thing or, or no? Uh, no
1: I think we're I think we're done for tonight. Let's
0: Okay, so we should uh, just start wrapping it up then.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I want to so, talk again about how we're doing the Fourth and Inches Fantasy show, Fantasy Football League, uh, and definitely we want you to be a part of it. I'm going to crush you all. Come try and show me differently, um, and just email us or tweet us, whatever works for you that you want to be involved, and we'll give you the sign-in information.
0: All right. And what are we going to be talking about next week?
1: Next week, we're looking at the ASC and NFC North, which clearly we'll have plenty to talk about.
0: <laughs> All right. And and when are we going to be on? 9.30
1: to 10.30 next week, which is also Wednesday.
0: All right. And how can people get in touch with us during the week?
1: During the week, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4 H N Show. And from that Twitter account you can also find our personal Twitter account so you can harass us there if you'd like to. And you can also email us at the number four T H N inches show at gmail dot com. Same name, just with an email address at the end. <laughs> it's pretty Great. easy to remember.
0: Yes, even for me. And, of course, I have it written <laughs> down can, on a piece of paper in front of me here. But I, so I,
1: also, You can also find us during the week at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, where we blog. We also argue via blog post. So if you're interested in that, come check out. There is a lot of good fantasy football information available there, compliments of the Sherpa.
0: Thanks for that plug. And, yes, we do keep that information up to date. For instance, right after the show ends in another couple nanoseconds, I'm going to be back on there updating the thing so that uh, we don't have uh, um, Linnell Tom – Linnell um, – where am I drawing a blank here? We don't have Linnell on the list anymore.
1: <laughs> and it's pre- it's a Linnell really Hamilton cool site, won't be so there. I, you Just- can customize for whatever you're looking for. There's a lot of really neat information. I use it, so –
0: Go check it out. Yes, it's customizable player projections and league rankings and Jan is going to use it to kick all your butts in the leagues so come <laughs> let her do that and we'll all be happy and live happily ever after then.
1: Anything else? <laughs> nope, that's it. Uh you can download us during the week and you can talk to us on Twitter or email and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Sounds great. Thanks for listening and have a great week everyone.